Christ is born. Christ is born. Christ is born. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, today we have the incredible blessing of celebrating the feast day of Blessed Saint Stephen, the Protomartyr. It means the first one who offered his life for the sake of his Lord Jesus Christ, that Christ might be glorified in him. And St. Stephen being one of the seven original deacons in Jerusalem after Pentecost during that time. And I say we are so blessed to be able to celebrate this today. You know, we don't get to do this, but once every seven or eight years on a Sunday to celebrate the Feast of St. Stephen. And I cannot begin to tell you even what I'm about to share with you as to how appropriate looking at St. Stephen, the one persecuted for Christ and martyred for the sake of his Lord. We need to look at him this day because of this day and this hour that we live in and see what our Lord wants to show us about him so we know how to live in this culture in the direction that it's heading. Our Lord Jesus Christ said two things in the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 12. The first thing he says is this. I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him the Son of Man will also confess before the angels of God. The second thing he says right after that. Now when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. And I tell you that both of those statements by our Lord, He who stands for me, I will stand for Him. And when you're persecuted and questioned, I will by the Holy Spirit give you the precise words to say and only in those moments I tell you that they are fulfilled when we see St. Stephen brought to trial and martyred. But before we get to his martyrdom, let's remember something about the life of this blessed saint. His life in the kingdom of God, Christ's holy church from Pentecost forward. In Acts chapter 6, we get this story. And what we find is that after Pentecost, after the 3,000 that day were baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, that the church is continually growing and growing rapidly in Jerusalem and around that small region around there. And the church runs into a problem. A problem is brought before the apostles that the widows who were Gentiles that had converted to Christianity in that region were being cared for less than the Jewish widows who were converted into Christianity in that area. They bring this need and this problem to the apostles. The apostles pray and discuss and they discern. And they say this, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. The Venerable St. Bede says this, the apostles choosing seven, the apostles choosing seven filled with wisdom has great symbolism. For he speaks of the seven pillars of wisdom. And then St. Pete goes on to describe them. And they come from Proverbs chapter 9. But they're also the very thing that you heard prayed over the two that were chrismated on Christmas. 
that first Mass of Christmas, when we pray that the sevenfold spirit of the Holy Paraclete from heaven would grant wisdom and understanding, counsel and fortitude, knowledge and godliness, and the fear of the Lord. These are the seven pillars of wisdom. And St. Stephen had them all. He had them all. As did the other six for the completed seven that were chosen. And the apostles laid hands on St. Stephen. And we're told that St. Stephen was a man full of good reputation, filled with the Holy Spirit, and a man of wisdom. But listen to what else we're told about St. Stephen in Acts 6 and chapter 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. And all of this that you've heard about being fit, Stephen being filled with the Holy Spirit and wisdom and doing the continuing ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ among the people, including signs and wonders. St. Stephen, I tell you, exemplifies what every last one of us has been filled with the Holy Spirit to be in this earth for all the days that we live. We are filled with the Holy Spirit to be earthen vessels filled with God Almighty and Christ and His divine power to the point where when people experience us, they don't experience us. They experience the living and resurrected Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of love and the Lord of mercy when they encounter us. And they were experiencing this in St. Stephen. Christ through St. Stephen's life was making such an impact in the region that the Jewish leaders had had enough of him, just as they had had enough of Christ. Christ was ministering through St. Stephen to such a degree that they treated him exactly as they treated the Lord he was manifesting through his flesh and blood. For they would bring him to trial. They would bring about false accusations and false witnesses of him. And so Stephen would appear before the high priest who would question him just as our Lord did. And it is then and only then that we see what Jesus promised in the Gospel of St. Luke, that the Holy Spirit would well up within blessed St. Stephen, giving him the most appropriate and timely words, and just at the time that he needed them, for he would convey from his soul the living waters of the Gospel to all, as they would question him. That very revelation of the living Christ through him, that the Jewish leaders we would see just as they did with our Lord, would reject him and would put him to death. But oh, how Christ our God would be glorified in those moments. How he'd be glorified through what St. Stephen said and be glorified just as God was glorified in the crucifixion of Christ. He would be glorified in the martyrdom of St. Stephen because after that martyrdom of St. Stephen, it sparked a great persecution of the Jews to the Christians. In that area during that time. And what was the result of that? All of those Christians who were baptized and filled with those living waters of the Holy Spirit. Would get dispersed and begin to go all over the world. And the church would begin to ignite and spread. And the life and the mercy and the love of Christ would be diffused all over the known world. From this incident that we talk about today. Because everywhere that those people filled with Christ would go, Christ was. And all those people experienced the living Christ through the church. What is it that we're to glean 
from this blessed protomartyr, this man of wisdom full of the Holy Spirit, regarding how we are to live within a culture that is growing more and more godless, and as a result of that, growing more and more bent on persecuting the Christ that is in us. How do we live? Two things I want to share with you. First is this. The greatest responsibility that you and I have as those beloved in Christ and grafted into Him and filled with Him at this present moment within our culture, even as persecution is quite frankly growing upon our doorsteps, the extent to which we have no idea will go at this time. But the greatest responsibility we have right now is to live faithful to and as a loving disciple of this living Lord Jesus Christ. Because this is precisely how Stephen was living prior to his persecution. He was living such a life given over to Christ that he's so filled with the Holy Spirit and he is following all of his days wisdom himself because the Word of God, Jesus Christ, is the true wisdom. So much so that as an earthen vessel, when people encountered Stephen, they encountered Jesus Christ and saw that continuing ministry coming and pouring forth through him. They experienced those living waters in him. He lived faithfully to Christ in the midst of that culture that surrounded him, the lover of his soul. And we must live that way now, in this time and in this culture. And the second thing we glean from him as to how to live now is this. We need to learn to open our mouth to those who move against Christ. But listen to this. Only when the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. Only when the Holy Spirit bids us to speak and voice only those words that He gives. Absolutely none other. And the only way that it is possible to live in this manner, to know when to speak, more importantly, to know when to be silent, and to know what precisely to speak is to be so immersed in a relationship with Christ, in daily fellowship with Christ, that we are constantly attuned to the voice of the Holy Spirit within us every day of our lives. You see, my friends, there is a great difference between what is called out there in today's modern and present culture, Christian activism, and the actual authentic prophetic ministry of the priesthood of all believers. And they're growing much more different as we go along. What is defined as Christian activism out there today is not Christ. We must be the priesthood of all believers. Living from the guidance of the Holy Spirit within us. When to speak and when not to. Because you see one is actively in an actuality leading people further away from Christ to deny him. And being the priesthood of all believers will demonstrate and manifest the kingdom of God for the Holy Spirit is the one who will be at work. You see, if we utter and respond to this culture out of our emotions, reactionary, even if our emotions are filled with truth, but if we speak untimely, if we speak 
not being led by the Holy Spirit. You must understand what we run the risk of. We run the risk of that truth coming out in an inappropriate, inappropriate way before the Holy Spirit has prepared the soil of those souls to receive that blessed seed of truth. And so the result is they deny, they're not ready, they're still hard of heart, and it bounces off of them and does no kingdom good. But when we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit enduring the onslaught of the culture, when it is time to speak, we are assured that the Holy Spirit has been at work at those around us. And Christ will be glorified. And He will be glorified in one of two ways. Either by the changing of their hearts to repentance where they experience Christ and come into His kingdom. Or they will rail up in persecution against us. Either way, Christ our God will be glorified and His kingdom manifest in and through us. And let me give you some encouragement for when or if we face persecution. In Acts chapter 7, as St. Stephen is being martyred, we hear these words. But Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, I see the heavens open." And the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Do not let those words blow by you too quickly. They are infinitely important. We see so many places in Scripture where Christ, we are told, is seated at the right hand of God the Father. We say it in the Nicene Creed every time we say it. Jesus Christ, seated at the right hand of God the Father. And all through the scriptures, every time you see Jesus seated, he is in a position of his kingship, his ruler, his posture, and that of the judge of every soul when he is seated. But he is not seated when Stephen sees him. He is standing. He is standing, and this is important for us to see. For him and for us. Going back to St. Bede. He said, therefore, to strengthen the blessed martyr's endurance, the doors of the heavenly kingdom are open, and so that the innocent man being stoned may not stumble to the ground. The crucified God-man appear, God appears crowned in heaven. Hence, because to stand is proper to the one who does battle, or one who gives help to someone, he fittingly saw standing at God's right hand, the one whom had as his helper among the men who were persecuting him. St. Ambrose says it this way, Jesus stood as a helpmate to St. Stephen. He stood as if anxious to help Stephen, his athlete in this struggle. He stood as though ready to crown his blessed martyr. Christ was standing to give St. Stephen absolutely all of the help and the strength and the courage and the divine power in the moment to be the ultimate witness to the resurrected Jesus Christ by the laying down of his life. You see, you need to be comforted by something. It's going to sound weird at first, but hear me out. You don't need to have courage to suffer persecution right now. You don't need to feel like you are completely filled with the faith needed to face persecution right now. Because just as our Lord Jesus Christ said, when you need the words, I will give them to you by the Holy Spirit. 
in the same way when we are persecuted. The Lord Jesus Christ will fill us with the gift of faith because faith begins and ends with Him. He will gift us with this great gift of faith and courage and divine power. And He will give us the blessed words and the disposition within ourselves to glorify the Christ who is in us that the world may see and come to know. The second thing that I love about what St. Ambrose said, Jesus was standing before heaven and earth giving honor to the one who loved him. He was ready to crown his servant. You have to picture this. When Jesus says that he will confess someone before all the angels, he's talking about before everything that he has created, God, Christ our God, will stand. It's as if he's saying, Stephen, with your very life, you stood for me. I stand before everything I've created for you. And that is a wondrous thing. That is a wondrous thing. St. Ambrose said he stood ready to crown the martyr. And he let Stephen see his inheritance. My friends, if we could only see just a glimpse of what St. Stephen saw as he was being martyred. The wonder of the fullness of God that he was just about to be ushered into. The wonder of the Christ, his God, who saved his soul, standing for him. If we could have seen and experienced that. Oh, my friends, what we would lose in this world through persecution and martyrdom doesn't light a candle. Doesn't hold a candle to what our Lord Jesus Christ has for all of those who remain faithful standing for him. And I tell you this, the nature of Christ is even shown and diffused to all for all to see, even as the martyr gave up his life. Listen to the words. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit, just like Christ said. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he said this, he fell asleep. His last words are the love of Christ that no one can fathom. That he loved his persecutors. That he loved his murderers and pled with their forgiveness. We must live a life in Christ's holy church of loving those who persecute us. Blessed St. Stephen, pray for us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.